This podcast is sponsored by PICC, Florida's leading public adjusters for 22 years of handling residential commercial claims in Florida. Dealing with an insurance company when having a property loss can be discouraging. Let PICC encourage you and maximize your compensation. Please call us at 305-956-3666. Okay, good morning. Happy Purim. Amazing, amazing day today. Today's class is the Lunishma Yerfmil Dina Magdani Sema Neymar, Foshalim Roshalma Yamina, Avdana Mansara, Lisheva Margaliba Shifalea, Meritulia Ben Chaya, Successila Shamaim, Avelisheva Vanavaka, Diabon Lisheva Emin, Lisheva Shefa, Lisheva, Rena Makavatova Basha. God willing, the Shabbaton is this weekend, and March 21st, 22nd is in LA. Okay, very excited. Happy Purim. I hope everybody is um, crying their heart out in such a special day we have today. Uh, today is a, definitely a day that I, I, I did my session this morning and there is nothing but clarity. That's what really what we want to get to. We want to get to a level of high consciousness which everything is clear. doesn't matter. You could, be, you could have clarity and not be, but at least you have clarity. That means you could be in a bad relationship to recognize I'm in a bad relationship. At least give me the clarity to get out. Doesn't mean, a miracle doesn't mean that things are going to be solved right away. It's you're going to have at least the advice to eventually turn it into a breakthrough. And this is extremely important. It's asking for the advice. We scream out to God, please God give us advice. Advice is so important because sometimes what happens is, is our hearts are closed and our minds are working way too much. And that's not gonna give us answers. We need to shut the mind, we need to go into surrender and we need to open up the heart and ask for advice on exactly what God wants. And this is exactly what we get on Purim. We get a, a, a level of consciousness. We get to recognize how much ignorance we have and how great God is. And when you get to that, then everything starts moving for you. But when we think we know everything and God is just giving us the short end of the stick, then we end up with flat tires and no air. So Vizrat Hashem, we should take, it, it, take today, spend some time by yourself, get lost, do what you have to do, but cry out to heaven. There's a very cute saying that whoever hangs around the, the barbershop is going to get a haircut. That's what you have to do. Anyway, all the Bukharians are, they have the barber cut anyway, right? They, they have the Mahapali on the other, all the barbers are Bukharians. So if you live in Queens, whatever you got to do, hang around the barbershop. You will get a haircut. Even if, you ha- even if you have no money, you will still get a haircut today. That's what happens. They're not checking you if you have money, if you don't have money, if your credit card works, if it's declined, if it's cash pay, Venmo, the app doesn't work. They're giving out, they're giving it out. And I remember years and years planting things in this, this important that has manifested for me. Every poem I planted things. Today's the day to plant. Adar, Adir, you're here to plant something today. Just plant, put it out there and you would see it manifesting, etc. And we have to most importantly go for, eradicate this holy doubt, this whole doubt that we have, and turn it into God willing to, uh, this concept of, of knowing. So, Bezrat Hashem, everybody should pick up a little bit steam this, this holiday, pick up a little steam and ask God to come back. Remember, the Jews came back, and this is such a high level, we could take, it's higher than Yom Kippur because we could take regular activities on Yom Kippur to get to this consciousness. We have to, we have to, we have to fast. We have, to, we have to stop eating. But the Purim, you can actually get to in a higher consciousness doing mundane things. So this is extremely, extremely important to do that. Drink a little wine, drink a little... Get, get yourself to the, to the real you. Basically, the real you, real us, is coming out. Another beautiful thing about the holiday of Purim, obviously, is Esther. When she says in the Megillah itself, you could see how powerful the Megillah is. 
that if you read the Bengil itself, it says that tomorrow, please do tomorrow the same thing that you did today to, the, to, to Haman. And what, it, she, what, it, what she was saying is, is she was actually praying. That prayer affected the 10 Nazis that actually died in the Nuremberg trials. It was from her prayer tomorrow. And if you look at the, if you look at the, uh, where Haman's sons, if you look at the lettering, it's smaller. And you, you know that there's a whole thing where the last guy who was um, one of the last guys that, that, that died, he yelled out, Purim 1946, which basically spell out the exact words of, of those, those words. So we already, this was already planned, etc. So you could see how her prayer was so powerful that it was able to hang these 10, ten Nazis. So you, you could <coughs> just understand what happens on such a day of Purim. If that prayer, can you imagine her praying one prayer? Uh, the plant of that prayer affected a Nazi, killed 10 Nazis in the Nuremberg trials. Just to give you a little bit of a potency of the power of Purim that you should, you should take into it. And don't, don't say last year, well, nothing worked last year. You have no idea what worked, what didn't work. You have no idea what decrees come to people. We're not supposed to. I remember, you know, three years ago, a guy, you know, a guy found a bomb in, in a, the guy was about to bomb a, Bur- a Turnberry synagogue and they ended up finding the bomb right before Purim. We have no idea. We have absolutely no idea. So don't think, well, I tried yesterday, it didn't work, I tried this. Get all of this out of your mind. Sometimes I think one of the greatest things that can happen to all of us is a healthy, is a healthy concussion. A healthy concussion, just to forget everything. Forget everything you know. Forget everything you know. Forget every time you prayed, it didn't work, it did work, I tried, blah, blah, blah. Forget everything you know. It, that, is, that is another level. To just come to a level of, I am nobody. Because if everybody's trying to become somebody and they end up becoming nobody. So if you try to become nobody, you'll eventually become somebody. And that is the level of das to recognize that you know nothing. And Ramnathan tells us many times this. And he says, if we would just take the simple advice of the tzaddikim, who constantly said they don't know nothing, then nothing would have the power to depress you or cast you down or anything. Because at the end of the day, those, it could be the greatest blessings that you see in those situations that we're in. So this is extremely important itself is the highest level of knowing nothing. That's what you should do. Is this day good for me? I don't know. I don't know. Just get to a point to do, where whatever you say, either you say it's good or you say I don't know. But don't say something is bad when it can actually be nothing but a cleansing in the skies. You know, how many times do we see this? How many times have we have, have, has our intellect completely confused us and made us depressed for absolutely no reason. For absolutely no reason. I look back at my life and I see some of the things that I got upset about and they were the greatest blessings in the world. And I'm like looking at the situation and reviewing game film and I'm like, what an idiot I am. What am I, why, what am I thinking? Get into a habit of saying you know nothing. This is exactly what is that this is why we're, allowed, we're supposed to drink to the, to the point where you don't know the difference between Mordechai and Haman, to a point where you don't even know the difference. That is living in the moment. That is called living in the moment. When you get to that level of consciousness, you are living in the moment. People don't live in the moment, so they think they know everything. So they give a specific thing to the past. You can eradicate all this. Because all of this weakness, and why we can't wake up in the morning with, with, with new energy every single time, is because we, kept, we became sluggish. We became sluggish because of Amalek, because of the doubts, of the depressions, and the sadness that, that, that what we're dealing with today. 
You know, we're, we're, we have more resources than anything today, and we're sadder than ever. You have more things. You, have an, you can eat dinner, 30 minutes, your favorite food, click on the button, 30 minutes, you got the best dinner, and today, we're just sadder than ever. It's unbelievable. It's, it's unbelievable how much we have to break this klipa. It's such a klipa that we don't even know that we're in it. That's the difference. You know, sometimes you watch the news and you see, wow, these people are in a klipa. But they don't even know they're in a klipa. Like, they don't know how bad the klipa is. So today we're allowed to see this klipa. And we're, we're, we recognize we have a klipa, we are not the klipa itself. And this is extremely important. Just reviewing my own, when you do enough is bodhidut, you get a lot of introspection. You get a lot of clarity. And then you gotta, and then you gotta go to work. Doesn't mean his is gonna solve every problem, but it's gonna give you what you need to work on. And that, that itself is, is, is enough to, to say thank you, Hashem. So one of the, one of the beautiful concepts that, that I got from Rameli Melikon, and it's, I, I never can pronounce his name right, so just pretend you heard it right. One of the prayers that we say on Lesson 56, it's for Purim, it says, God inspired me to overcome and uproot the energy of Haman Amalek, right? We know Haman Amalek is two concepts. Haman is the concept about everything's, nothing's good enough, even though 99 things are good. Like you hear that song, I, have, I got 99 problems. David, what are you bringing, donuts today? Is this a Purim joke? Okay, beautiful. <laughs> David's in the best shape of his life, he's bringing Dunkin' Donuts. Okay, beautiful. David, we need a picture of you and the donuts afterwards. <laughs> oh, so, so, maybe it's a tuition bill, who knows? <laughs> so one of the things that we have to annihilate is this concept of Haman Amalek, right? This is a constant breast of concept. And Haman Amalek definitely refers to, if you look at 99% of what, what the real source of issues that we all have, is I'm not making enough money, Okay. This is, the, this is the root of America's... This is America's problem. Every country has its problem. America's problem is this. France has its own problem. Rav Nachman tells us in lesson, in lesson 36 that you have to pass by the 70 nations. Each nation has its own mess. Each nation has its own mess. France is become a Brit. Um, America's money. America's money, right? And, and even, though, even though the dollar itself represents 240... It represents 240, dollar, a malik, doubt. So even the doubt, even the doubt, you could see it. We are all prone to this, by the way. You should, you should not say something's wrong with me because I'm pursuing money, etc. You shouldn't say that. It's how you, your relationship with money. And we're going to talk about a beautiful concept behind it today. What is your relationship with money? How, how do you relate to money? And what he's saying here, God inspired me to overcome and uproot the energy of Amma Malik, which is the lust, the constant lust for money. My extract the life force of the holiness is taking away all my, my energy. May I draw upon myself the holiness of Mordechai the Jew and Queen Esther. May I reveal and illuminate the super, the super, the supernal hues of gold, copper, and silver. So what is he talking about gold, copper, and silver? How do I elevate, how do I take gold, copper, and silver and elevate it? And, and, and he, what he did is an absolutely beautiful concept. It says, Hashem commanded the Kohen Gadol to, to come up with three medals. And these three medals, you're going to remember this Torah because these three medals relate to our lives. You know, even though, even though it's in the Olympics, it's, it's, it's gold, silver, and, the, and bronze. Here's, here they're using the word copper. 
but the, the, the garments itself were made of gold, silver, and copper. And the Holy Torah is, Holy Torah is telling us, if we wanted, and I, and I think you can apply this concept in every aspect of your life. You have these three things. So there's three things you need in your life is gold, silver, and copper in your life, right? The first thing, you know, which is very, actually, um, Jordan Peterson said a beautiful word. He said a beautiful chizuk. I'm trying to, make, to take the breast love out of it. He says, first you have to become a beast, and then you got to tame it down, which is very true. You have to develop your malchuts, like we said before, the first 20 years of our lives, we have to build a, an ego. And then after 20, you have to reduce the ego. But you have to become a beast, at least. You do have to get a level of authority in your life, and then you have to recognize where it's coming from. And this is the aspect of gold. What he's saying here, gold, a person has to be extremely, extremely humble and lonely, but at the same time, shoot for the gold. The word zahav itself, if you look at the word zahav, it goes down in value, right? Zahav, Zion, Hay, and Bet. Seven, five, two. That means you should go for the gold. You should shoot for the stars. But you have to recognize where the blessing is coming from. You can't say, oh, gold is not good. No, 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 no. Gold is good. Otherwise, God would never give it to you. He's giving you gold for a reason. But what do you do with the gold? Does it get to your head? Is, is, do you shove the gold in everybody's faces? Is your whole life pursued about the gold? That means there's a concept between your relationship with gold itself and your humility. If you're humble, then the gold's going to shine. If not, the gold's going to take over you. And everybody needs gold. So this is a gold, golden standard. You know, we always say the word, this is golden. Is there humility behind it? That means, is the gold making me uh, worse of a person or is it making me a better of a person? Anybody who, wa- who wants to come to any kind of holiness or anytime you're getting gold in your life, you got, you got some kind of kavod, right away it's teaching you, hey, 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 back off. The kavod belongs to God. This is given to you as a gift. And we see today, the whole world is, is taking what they, they've, been, they've been given and they're using it to become arrogant, to become controlling. And that's not the purpose of that. You're just a holder. You're just holding that. Your job is to take 10% and give it away. The fact that you get 90%. That means God gives you a beautiful house. All you have to do is put a mezuzah on it. Sanctify it. Sanctify it. You understand? But you shouldn't also say, well, I don't want to go gold. Gold is evil. No. Gold comes from the north. And evil comes from the north. That means anytime you, there's an aspect of gold, there's an aspect of anger, control, arrogance. So this is where you, it teaches you, you, you have to take, if you don't have your relationship with money, that means I can have a nice car, I can have a nice watch, I can have anything nice, but as long as it doesn't get to my head. If it comes, it comes. If it doesn't, it doesn't. But if my whole life is chasing this, if my whole life is chasing the gold, if I'm chasing out of sadness because I don't have gold, and that itself, not only will the money is not going to make me happy, it's going to make me worse. Then, then, then already I lost. So it's extremely important that anytime you're dealing with gold itself, anytime you're dealing with possessions, a house, sanctify it. We always try to, we always try to, to, to take what we have and we don't, wanna, we, don't want, we don't want to become our net worth is not our self-worth. Because if your net worth is your self-worth, then you're, you're, you're a hungry ghost. So remember, go for the gold, but don't let it get to your head. Don't let it get to your head. And this is the concept of the Zion. It goes in descending order, Zion, hey, bet. 
implying somebody who wishes to come to this must recognize this, but he also has to have the humility, extreme humility. So think the next time you think of gold, you think humility. Second, silver. What does silver represent? Silver is the opposite. Silver is, is if you take the word, kaf, samech, and pei, it's 20, 60, 80. So you, now you see it expands. So what does kesef mean in the spiritual realm? We all love kesef. Everybody loves kesef because your soul comes from kesef also. It's the same origin in the soul. That's desire. You have to be extremely, extremely hungry in life because as we say many times, according to the level you're going to get spiritually, according to the level you're going to get anywhere, there's going to be an obstacle next to you to prove that you're worthy of this desire. So God purposely gave you the fuel to deal with the desire. And, purpose, and the purpose of the desires, like Hashem told, number one, He gives us desires for one sake, in order for us to infuse the, the, the kesev inside of us. You understand? God wants the best out of you. So anytime that you're looking at an obstacle today, you, your job is not to give up, your job is to turn it up. And, and sometimes we don't have the mental stamina because it, these obstacles appear way too bigger than, than what we think. At the end of the day, it's not true. Because he wouldn't give you, number one, he wouldn't give you anything you can't handle. And number two, what do you think you're here in this world? You're here to push a car? You're here to push. You're not here to just, oh, things are going to come to me. No, you need kesufim. In, in, that's why they're not going to ask you in life you know, about the problem. They're going to ask you, what did you do for the problem? What do you do with the lock in your life? What, how, what is it doing to you? Is it breaking you or is it making you? So it's extremely important that you need kesufim, kesif. So think of Kesef. For example, I would tell a couple, they start dating, go buy her a silver bracelet, you buy her a silver bracelet, give each other a silver bracelet. And anytime you have a problem, recognize we need more Kesufim. That's all it is it's all about. I've said this many times. You want to go get married to a, to a girl from Indonesia in Vegas, win casino, there will be no obstacles. You will get on the plane, the caterer will show up on time, Everything will be, ba- will be amazing. Until five years later, the, the, you'll see, she'll, she'll end up with another guy. But, <laughs> you want to marry to a nice Jewish girl, you want to build a house, you want to have kids, oh, the mother-in-law doesn't like you, you're not paying for the wedding, this one doesn't like you, blah, 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 you're not Sephardic, you're not Persian, you're not Mashadi, you're not this enough, you're not this, you can't cook, blah, blah, blah. All of the, all of the thorns come out in order for you to desire kisufim, to say, I don't care what's happening, I see the goal, I'm breaking through it. But God gave you that kisufim. If you ask me what Rabbi Nachman represents, greater, more than he represents simcha, he represents desire. He represents desire. Nothing more but desire. Go to any breast of circle. A friend of mine sent me a video from um, Svat, that they were at the Arizal. So a bunch of breast lovers that were screaming Abba. And he saw, what's wrong with these people? What's wrong with you? That means a person needs, knows how broken he is, he screams out to God. If you know you're lost in life, you scream out to God. If you know you're Shalom Bay, it looks like Gaza, you scream out to God. And bottom line, what, what else are you going to do? You need to develop Kesufim. No will, no way. And that's the Kesuf. If you didn't, and think about what people do to make money. Think about what people do to make money, what they go through. They wake up at night, they go to sleep at all hours. Look at the Kisufim. Why would God made that, make that? Think about, think about the, the origin of it. 
That means if there, if somebody could, if, if the whole world is running on after money at kisufim, there's got to be a spiritual sense to it. That means there. Now, if it's misused, it's used the other way. But we could take kisufim and break every single obstacle. And by the way, that is the story of your life. And it begins every morning getting out of bed. That is the first obstacle you have to break. That is the first one. That's the first one you have to break. And then you have to break the mood of not wanting to pray. And then you have to break that one. Your whole life is nothing but breaking obstacles, etc., etc., etc. And that's where you need tremendous amount of discipline. Are they ever going to go away? No. They're actually going to get bigger as you get bigger. So here we go. What are we going to do now? Just quit? Quit forever? Or just say, this is what I need to pay. So if you want to buy a nice bracelet for yourself, you want to buy a little, do what you have to do. But if you think of the word kesef, 20, if I'm only putting 20% effort, I need to put 60% effort. And if 60 is not enough, 80 is going to be 80 and 80 enough. You know, you could take that, um, not Jocko Williams, who's the other guy? I forgot his name. I haven't mentioned him in a long time. No, no, no. He's the, the guy who can pull up a thousand pull-ups in one day. Goggins. So he tells you that whatever you have in the tank, you only have 40% in the tank. You have, 60, you have 60% more to go. There is truth to that. There is truth that whatever we think it's too much, it's not too much. It's in our head, it's too much. So if, you're doing, if, if you think it's too much at 20, the Torah is telling you, double up to 60 and then go to 80. You're dealing with a difficult person in your life, don't say, I can't deal with this anymore. Kill them with kindness. If you're not nice, be double nice to them. If that's not enough, kill them with so much kindness that they don't know what to do. I'm speaking for myself, believe me. With yourself also. If you don't have kindness, be nice to yourself. It's, 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 it, the whole point is to break the klipa in every situation in life. And that's, if, we, if singles only knew this concept, then they would have a realistic, what do they say? Not for me, not for me. It's not shaykh, not for me. What you, what's not for you? This is what life is about. You have to break through obstacles. If it was too easy, it's, it, it, it's nothing good in heaven can come easy. It's against, because it doesn't, the other side allow, is allowed to go and pursue, to, to break it, to allow you to overcome it. And God allows it. But God is in the obstacle itself. It's extremely important to understand that. And the last one, the last one is, is Nehoshet, which is copper. The, the, the partial of the week talks about how the, the, the actual copper basins were made from the mirrors of the women who dressed themselves in order to arouse their husbands to be able to procreate in Egypt. So we could see that this arousal itself, what do you mean? Moshe Rabbeinu was complaining. How could you allow these coppers with such lust? What are you talking about? These, their intention, their intention was in order to, 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 to procreate and to rebuild the nation. So you could see what you need to do with the, the, the word nachoshet has the word nachash, which means a snake. So anything we have that is, that is, anything we have that is physical has the aspect of a nachash. What you need to do is you need to bring heaven down to earth. Anything you have in life, it's extremely important that you elevate it by bringing heaven down to earth. If itself, if the, if the things you're doing, food, you have to bring heaven. What do we do? We take, we take food, we say a blessing, we elevate the sparks. We take clothing, 
we fit, we go, we, we, we elevate it. We take money, you go to work, you elevate it. Nachoshet, anything copper must be elevated. If it's not elevated, then what happens? It becomes self-centered. And then all of a sudden, you, the nachash takes over you. So a guy can have a beautiful car, drive it to shul, or the guy can have a car and, and have a big ego, and he needs 100 compliments before he gets to the red light. So two different cars. One elevates the car, one drowns out the car. So that's another thing. Anytime you're dealing with copper itself, the copper itself must be elevated. And the greatest way, business-wise, is to elevate things is obviously through charity. So think about what you're buying, clothing, etc. Everything must be elevated. If, it's, if you elevated, the nachash, the ego, cannot get to you. But if you don't elevate it, what happens? Then the ego takes over. Hashem bless us all. We should all have an amazing part.